Act 5 of The Birth of Merlin, The Child Hath Found His Father, by William Shakespeare and William Rowley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act 5, Scene 1. A barren waste, a huge rock appearing. Thunder, then music. Enter Joan fearfully, the devil following her. Hence, thou black horror, is thy lustful fire kindled again? Not thy loud-throated thunder, nor thy adulterate infernal music shall ever bewitch me more. Oh, too, too much is past already. Why dost thou fly me? I come a lover to thee, to embrace and gently twine thy body in mine arms. Out, thou hellhound! What hound soe'er I be, fawning and sporting as I would with thee? Why should I not be stroked and played withal? Wilt thou not thank the lion might devour thee, if he shall let thee pass? Yes, thou art he. Free me, and I'll thank thee. Why? Whither wouldst? I am at home with thee. Thou art my own. Have we not charge of family together? Where is your son? Oh, darkness cover me. There is a pride which thou hast won by me. The mother of a fame shall never die. Kings shall have need of written chronicles to keep their names alive. But Merlin, none. Ages to ages shall, like sabalists, report the wonders of his name and glory, while there are tongues and times to tell his story. Oh, rot my memory before my flesh. Let him be called some hell or earth-bred monster that never had hapless woman for a mother. Sweet death, deliver me. Hence for my sight. Why shouldst thou now appear? I had no pride nor lustful thought about me to conjure and call thee to my ruin, when as at first thy cursed person became visible. I am the same I was. But I am changed. Again I'll change thee to the same thou wert, to quench my lust. Come forth, by thunder led, my coadjutors in the spoils of mortals. Thunder enter spirit clasp in your ebon arms that prize of mine mount her as high as pallid hectate and on this rock i'll stand to cast up fumes and darkness o'er the blue-faced firmament from britain and from merlin i'll remove her they ne'er shall meet again help me some saving hand if not too late i cry let mercy come Enter Merlin. Stay, you black slaves of night, let loose your hold. Set her down safe, or by the infernal sticks, I'll bind you up with exorcisms so strong that all the black pentagram of hell shall ne'er release you. Save yourselves and vanish. Exit spirit. Yeah, what's he? The child has found his father. 
Do you not know me? Merlin! Oh, help me, gentle son. Fear not, they shall not hurt you. Relievest thou her to disobey thy father? Obedience is no lesson in your school. Nature and kind to her command my duty. The part that you begot was against kind. So all I owe to you is to be unkind. I'll blast thee, slave, to death, and on this rock stick thee an eternal monument. Ha, ha, thy power's too weak. What art thou, devil, but an inferior lustful incubus, taking advantage of the wanton flesh wherewith thou dost beguile the ignorant? Put off the form of thy humanity, and crawl upon thy speckled belly, serpent, or I'll unclasp the jaws of Acheron, and fix thee ever in the local fire. Traitor to hell, curse that I e'er begot thee. Thou didst beget thy scourge. Storm not nor stir, the power of Merlin's art is all confirmed in the fate's decretals. I'll ransack hell, and make thy masters bow unto my spells. Thou first shall taste it. Thunder and lightning in the rock. Tenebrarum princeps diviatarum in inferorum, Deus hunc incubum in ignis eterne abyssum ancipite, aut in hoc carcere tenebroso in sempiternum astringere mando. The rock encloses the devil. So, there beget earthquakes or some noisome damps, for never shalt thou touch a woman more. How cheer you, mother? Oh, now my son is my deliverer. Yet I must name him with my deepest sorrow. Alarum afar off. Take comfort now. Past times are ne'er recalled. I did foresee your mischief and prevent it. Hark how the sounds of war now call me hence to aid Pendragon that in battle stands against the Saxons, from whose aid Merlin must not be absent. Leave this soil, and I'll conduct you to a place retired which I by art have raised called Merlin's Bower. There shall you dwell with solitary sighs, with groans and passions your companions, to weep away this flesh you have offended with, and leave all bare unto your aerial soul. And when you die, I will erect a monument upon the verdant plains of Salisbury. No king shall have so high a sepulchre with pendulous stones that I will hang by art, where neither lime nor mortar shall be used, a dark enigma of the memory, for none shall have the power to number them. 
a place that i will hollow for your rest where no night-hag shall walk nor werewolf tread where merlin's mother shall be sepulchred exeunt scene two the british camp enter donobert gloucester and hermit sincerely gloucester i have told you all my daughters are both vowed to single life, and this day gone unto the nunnery. Though I begot them to another end, and fairly promised them in marriage, one to Earl Cador, the other to your son, my worthy friend, the Earl of Gloucester. Those lost, I am lost. They are lost. All's lost. Answer me this, then. Is the sin to marry? Oh, no, my lord. Go to, then. I'll go no further with you. I persuade you to no ill. Persuade you, then, that I persuade you well. Twill be a good office in you, sir. Enter Cater and Edwin. Which, since they thus neglect, my memory shall lose them now forever. See, see, the noble lords, their promised husbands. Had fate so pleased, you might have called me father. Those hopes are past, my lord, for even this minute we saw them both enter the monastery, secluded from the world and men forever. Tis both our griefs we cannot, sir, but from the king take you the time's joy from us. The Saxon king Astorius slain and Octa fled, that woman fury, Queen Artesia, is fast in hold, and for it to re-delivered London and Winchester, which she had fortified, to princely Uther, lately styled Pendragon who now triumphantly is marching hither to be invested with the Briton crown. The joy of this shall banish from my breast all thought that I was father to two children, two stubborn daughters that have left me thus. Let my old arms embrace and call you sons, for by the honor of my father's house I'll part my estate most equally betwixt you. Sir, you are most noble. Flourish trumpets. Enter Edel with drum and colors. Oswald bearing the standard. Toclio the shield, with the red dragon pictured in him. Two bishops with the crown. Prince Uther. Merlin. Artesia bound. Guard and clown. Set up our shield and standard, noble soldiers. We have firm hope that though our dragon sleep, Merlin will us and our fair kingdom keep. As his uncle lives, I warrant you. Happy restorer of the Britain's fame. Uprising sun, let us salute thy glory. Ride in the day perpetual about us, and no night be in thy throne's zodiac. Why do we stay to bind those princely brows with this imperial honor? Stay, noble Gloucester. That monster first must be expelled our eye, or we shall take no joy in it. If that be hindrance, give her quick judgment, and send her hence to death. She has long deserved it. Let my sentence stand for all. Take her hence, and stake her carcass in the burning sun till it be parched and dry, and then flay off her wicked skin and stuff the pelt with straw to be shown up and down at fairs and markets. Tuppence a piece to see so foul a monster will be a fair monopoly and worth the begging. <laughs> 
dost laugh, Erichtho? Yes, at thy poor invention. Is there no better torture-monger? Burn her to dust. That's a phoenix death, and glorious. Ay, that's too good for her. Alive she shall be buried, circled in a wall, thou murderess of a king, there starve to death. Then I'll starve to death when he comes for his prey, and in the meantime I'll live upon your curses. Ay, tis diet good enough. Away with her. With joy my best of wishes is before. Thy brother's poisoned, but I wanted more. Exit. Why does our prophet Merlin stand apart, sadly observing these our ceremonies and not applaud our joys with thy hid knowledge? Let thy divining art now satisfy some part of my desires, for well I know tis in thy power to show the full event that shall both end our reign and chronicle. Speak, learned Merlin, and resolve my fears, whether by war we shall expel the Saxons, or govern what we hold with beauteous peace in Wales and Britain. Long happiness attend Pendragon's reign. What heaven decrees fate hath no power to alter? The Saxons, sir, will keep the ground they have, and by supplying numbers still increase till Britain be no more. So please your grace, I will invisible apparitions present you prophecies which shall concern succeeding princes which my art shall raise till men shall call these times the latter days. Do it, my Merlin, and crown me with much joy and wonder. Merlin strikes. Ho, boys. Enter a king in armor his shield quartered with thirteen crowns. At the other door enters diverse princes, who present their crowns to him at his feet, and do him homage. Then enters death, and strikes him. He, growing sick, crowns Constantine. Exeunt. This king, my lord, presents your royal son, who in his prime of years shall be so fortunate that thirteen several princes shall present their several crowns unto him, and all kings else shall so admire his fame and victories that they shall all be glad, either through fear or love, to do him homage. But death, who neither favours the weak nor valiant, in the midst of all his glories soon shall seize him, scarcely permitting him to appoint one in all his purchased kingdoms to succeed him. Thanks to our prophet for this so wished-for satisfaction. And hereby now we learn that always fate must be observed, whatever that decree. All future time shall still record the story of Merlin's learned worth and Arthur's glory. Exeunt Omnis. Finis. End of Act 5. End of The Birth of Merlin, The Child Hath Found His Father. By William Shakespeare and William Rowley.